This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, fellow gamers. Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, which will soon become the Video Gamers Podcast later this month. We are very excited to have this episode ready for you all. It is Thursday, so that means it is time for This Week in Gaming, where we take a look at gaming news over the last seven days. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he's thrilled because it's a snow day and he won't have to attend school. It's Josh. Snow days are the best days ever, guys! <laughs> okay, I didn't expect. Was, was that your Cartman? It, that, dude, it's pretty good. Uh, oh. It started off really rough. Don't go back and listen to it. I, I nailed uh, sure. it in the back half. The first half <laughs> just was not good. So don't. Just not just, bad. It, it's you going, and strong, right? I thought you were going Brock for a second. No, no. Oh. Go Cartman, man. He was From the God main guy yeah. the, the <laughs> in the trailer. Yeah. Now. Now, of course, Ryan and I grew up in the Phoenix area. I know we never had any snow days. Did you ever live anywhere cold, Josh? Oh, any, any yes, snow days? I did, man. I grew up in Pennsylvania. Dude, snow yeah. days are the best day because you wake up thinking you're going to school that day. And then yeah. now this is, again, I'm old. So back in my day, you used <laughs> to have to sit and watch the TV and the morning news. And there would be a little banner that went across the bottom of the screen that had school closing codes and you would just wait for your code. And so you would sit there in just mass anticipation, like waiting and just waiting. And the numbers would slowly start getting closer and closer to whatever your school was. And if you saw your school's number, like go across the screen, it was the most joyous, just <laughs> jump up with, I remember me and my brother just being like, yeah, we don't have to go to school today. And then like you just throw all your snow gear on and go outside and start having snowball fights and stuff. It was, it was the best, man. School doesn't get canceled in Phoenix nope. is all I can say. I don't think we ever had a canceled day of school. Not like, even ever. when it's like 120 degrees out. Like, yeah, that would, that'd be the opposite. It would be like, oh my God. It's going to be 122. <laughs> School hot day. Yeah. And we still. Day. We're going to stay inside. I was going to say, maybe you stay inside if it's rainy, which, of course, is very rare yeah. in Phoenix. Yeah. We never had any, any oh, canceled they were the school best, days. Man. Yeah. All right. Well, then joining Josh and me, he is currently wearing an eye mask. He's hunting down his enemies to bring justice to the world for his killed brothers. It's Ryan. I'll get them all. <laughs> you're almost there you got the bandana yeah it's pull a dark color pull that down. he's got to cut some go. cut some eye holes you'll be ready and you need a there shell on your back 
Oh, <laughs> I'm lacking the shell. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We have a lot of news to cover today. I'm very excited to talk about some of this stuff. So starting our show out here, let's talk a little bit about THQ Nordic's showcase. Now, this is something that we also covered last August. A lot of the games that we're seeing now uh, at the showcase were actually announced a year ago, so it was kind of fun to get to see some of these games now in action. I think probably the biggest reveal here was the South Park Snow Day reveal trailer. It's Snow Day, the magical of all days, according to Cartman. Um, we didn't see a whole lot in here, but what did you guys think? Like what stood out with this trailer for this upcoming game? I, I got a question for you guys, because this is a game that I feel like I've really missed out on, but have either, have either of you played like the stick of truth or any of the other South Park games? I have not. I was going to ask you guys the same thing. I never played the, um, uh, the fractured butthole, right? The stick of truth. No, I've never played any of those. I hear those games are great. Like I have legitimately seen reviews on the stick of truth, and people say, "Dude, this is legitimately a really good RPG." Like yeah. it has all the good RPG elements. It plays really well. Like it's got South Park humor to it, and I've just never checked it out. But I've always been interested because it's like this shouldn't work, right? Like a South Park RPG, like what? But apparently it does. And so when I'm watching this trailer for Snow Day, I'm trying to just figure out what the heck is going on, man. There's kids body slamming kids and diving off of hills and like body tackling each other and eating fireballs. And (laughs) yeah, I don't know what's going on in this. Is this an action like brawlers and an action RPG? Are they staying with the RPG theme? I, I don't know. Yeah, they don't show very much. This is very much just a reveal trailer. So the animation is very 3D, which of course is atypical with South Park. And um, they just show that it's definitely a fantasy setting because you see Cartman with like the wizard robes and you do see like fireballs and that kind of stuff. But outside of that, really the only thing they say is that it's co-op multiplayer. So I'm guessing it's more more action-based. I wouldn't be shocked... If it's almost like an old school Turtles game, but just 3D set in South Park, like I, I don't really know. I don't. Yeah. I don't really know what to make of this. Yeah, the trailer didn't tell us enough to to figure that out. The one thing I did see in the trailer was there was a snow shovel catapult. <laughs> oh, I did see that. That they were launching the characters, and I was like, "All right, I'm in." That looks like some dumb fun, and that is what I'm all about. So I am in on that. Yeah, it it looked like a blast. Um, who knows exactly what it's all going to entail? But overall, you know, the the yeah, guys co-op. who make South Park, it just it's probably going to be great. Is it a co-op brawler type? You think like almost like that's the, my um, guess. Like what was the Dark Alliance game that we wanted to play, and then it got really bad reviews, where it was like you were the the characters from Forgotten Realms. And uh, you were like you just, t- a, I, just a word in and the Bruno Battlehammer. And it, I'm pretty sure it was called Dark Alliance. Oh, oh, we were oh, going to oh. play it. And then it was like, yeah, this isn't very good. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. I, I can't remember the name, but yeah, set in the D&D world. Yeah. And, and we were tanked. like, oh, this looks like a brawler game. Like, you know, you just go around fighting stuff all the time. Maybe that's the kind of game it is, which I'd probably be in for, honestly. Yeah, it might not be bad. So South Park Snow Day is one that maybe you want to keep an eye on, especially if you're into South Park humor. 
And then the showcase ended with a little bit of a teaser for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin. Oh, yes. Now, if our listeners don't know, five-year-old Paul could not love anything more than the Ninja Turtles from like the age of five to ten. I am like a lifer Ninja Turtles fan. I'll still watch the newer movies and the newer TV shows. I'll try to get my kids into it. Well, this is actually really neat because it's based on a miniseries graphic novel. There's five uh, five issues called The Last Ronin, and it's very dark and grim. So we don't know too much about this game, but we do know it is single player. We do know that it's much darker. A uh, little bit of a story spoiler, I guess, if you just don't want to know anything at all about this game. But basically, it takes place after three of the Ninja Turtles have died, along with Splinter. And so we have one Ninja Turtle left as the last Ronin. They are basically out for justice for their dead brothers. I started reading the last Ronin this morning, and I'm actually really liking it a lot. But people seem to be under the impression that this is going to be some kind of hybrid like Ghost of Tsushima with God of War, but with a dark Ninja Turtle atmosphere. Oh, are you talking to me, Paul? Say it some more, man. Just (laughs) say, can you just say that again? Like, what? I know, right? How great is that of, of an idea? The only problem is we don't know what year this is going to release, so we don't see any gameplay. Like, we don't know anything. I was even telling you, Josh, this just got announced in March. I'm not even convinced that they're very far into development at all because we basically know nothing about it. But I would say that for me, if you just tell me you're giving me a God of War-like game with a dark Ninja Turtles story made for adults... I'm in. I, I'm not hyped for anything more than that. This oh, is the number one thing I want to find out more about. I want revenge. Give me, let me avenge my fallen brothers. You know, <laughs> it, I, I'll be honest, man. If we see, if the first peak of gameplay that we get is an over the shoulder view and I see a turtle shell, like, like I do, like God of War, like when you're playing Kratos from that kind of back over the shoulder viewpoint and I've got a katana or something out in front of me and I'm running around just wrecking fools. I'm going to lose my mind. Cause that sounds so good. Yeah. Just in reading the first edition so far, I can, I can kind of picture how this game is going to work. It's going to have stealth like elements and it's going to have a lot of action. It kind of made me think of the Batman Arkham games. I, I think it's going to play somewhat similarly to that. And if that ends up being the case, I'm, I, I am, I am all in. What about you, Ryan? How do you feel about the prospects of a game like this? Oh, I think just the thought of it is, it's, I mean, it sounds amazing. You have the base of like, you know, God of War-like or Arkham-like. Anything you throw in there, as long as it's a good concept, is going to be amazing. So if it's something like that, but it's Ninja Turtles, as a fellow, like, you know, I was a 90s kid, born in the mid-80s. So like, I was a 90s kid. I loved Ninja Turtles. I've watched all of them. Same thing. I, I watch them with my kid now, and so um, yeah, it I, I'm I'm super super excited. So seeing so again, spoiler alert in case you don't want to know anything, skip a few seconds. But the last turtle remaining is Michelangelo, and you're so used to him being a party dude, yeah. right? That's actually in the theme song of the '90s cartoon. Seeing him being so down and depressed and he's talking to like ghost versions of his brothers 
And he's like, this is a suicide mission and I don't even care. It's always been a suicide mission. I'm just going to go wreck these fools. And it's very unsettling, but like in a really interesting way. So I am very hyped. I can't wait to find out more about this one. We'll definitely keep our eyes on it, uh, even though we don't know very much yet. And then I think probably the last game that we'll actually just talk about a little bit here is Titan Quest 2. Now, we got a couple trailers for games that are sequels that are coming out decades after the last installment. So Titan Quest 1 came out in 2006. Played All it. right, so we're getting a sequel 17 years later. Um, if the Ninja Turtles is like custom made for me, Josh, this is an action RPG <laughs> that plays like Diablo in the mythical worlds of Greek and yep. Egyptian mythology. Yep. These are your buzzwords. Uh, yeah, they really are. I played the, I, <laughs> Dude, what's so funny about this is we just, I think it was our last week's twig where we covered the Path of Exile 2 when yeah, they yeah, had yeah. their Exile Con and we covered a whole bunch of Path of Exile 2. And I mentioned in that episode that I had played Titan Quest. And nobody's ever heard of Titan Quest. They're like, what? Like another Diablo knockoff. But I Titan Quest was good, man. And now they're coming out saying, hey, we're working on Titan Quest 2. They have a trailer that doesn't show off anything like most trailers do nowadays. But it does show off the Greek mythology uh, and, uh, you know, and like the war against the gods. There's some goddess that comes down and wrecks all these Spartan warriors in this cool looking trailer and all that stuff. And I'm just I'm like, dude, I'm in for this. I love this stuff because number one, love mythology. Number two, love Diablo type games. Um, I played the first one, which was plenty of fun. So what's there not to like so far? Yeah, I I would have never called myself a THQ fan, but in watching these showcases last year and this year and just keeping a closer eye on them, there is a lot of interesting stuff that they're up to. Uh, They also are making Outcast A New Beginning, which is a sequel to the first, which came out in 1999. So my goodness, if you're a long-term gamer, I'm sure there are some people that are ecstatic. That's one that kind of gives me some Avatar vibes. It's like decisions you make affect the environment and the world. And uh, it kind of looks like it's set in the world of the cycle when it first came out, like 1.0. It has like those colors. From the jetpack flying too? A little bit of Anthem feel. Yeah. Flying all around the world. That one might be worth checking out if you want to look up that trailer. Uh, Also, the gothic remake of the original game. And if you want to get some of your RTS on with some old school Command & Conquer type gameplay, Tempest Rising might be up your alley. So that's something else that our listeners can go check out if they want. I'm just saying Tempest Rising for an RTS looked like a throwback to the older school ones, which did pique my interest a little bit. Very, very Command & Conquer-esque. All right, and then a very short story here before we hit our break. Um, This might be my favorite story of the week. Uh, I remember the three of us were all online together. I don't remember if we were recording. Maybe we were playing Deep Rock Galactic together, prepping for that deep dive. But I remember saying, oh, yeah, Overwatch 2 just released on Steam today. Let's go check these reviews. And, of course, all I see are red, downward-facing thumbs, and I start laughing. I'm reading some of the reviews to you guys. Next thing I know, I start seeing headlines of Overwatch 2 being on Steam. Guys, Overwatch 2 is now officially the worst rated game of all time on Steam. (laughs) How is, like... When the people get that together. is an honor. That is an honor you do not want. Number one. I, I mean, I get. Oh my goodness, what is it at? I'm looking at it. It is. 
a nine percent. It's not even in the double digits. Uh, it's like impossible to get that low. Hundred and six thousand reviews. Um, I, I mean, dude, this is what you get. And I, I'll say it. I'm not a fan of review of review bombing. We've talked about that before. But if a game is just a bad game, fine. You know, if you're review bombing for like a crusade, that's not necessarily you know beneficial to gamers as a whole, I guess. But that being said, Overwatch 2 and what Blizzard has done to this game and this franchise is almost inexcusable. Selling Overwatch 1 and then literally taking it away from players, saying you cannot play this game anymore, we're improved it, giving people Overwatch 2 and forcing them into Overwatch 2 and then monetizing the heck out of Overwatch 2 to a point where it's just blatant and it's so obvious it's aggravating is this is kind of what they get man this is this is people's like voicing their opinion I'm like you ruined overwatch and overwatch is one of the best games that was made for quite a long time yeah that's i had that exact quote in my show notes that's what they get yeah <laughs> that's what you get <laughs> and i know you guys played so much more overwatch than oh, i did yeah. but oh. i i played a ton and i loved that game and what they've done to it with how, you know, sometimes it's not always about the bottom line. It's not always about the black and white and, and that that dollar. And they've ruined it. And then, you know, these are the repercussions. This is what you get. Yep. Just watched The Godfather with my sons for the first time. And I just kept thinking, look how they massacred my boy. Like, that's Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be so good. Just a couple quick stats here. So I don't know how they do this aggregate score, but you can actually look up the worst rated games on Steam. Just Google it. And the score for Overwatch 2 is a 1.09. Now, to put this in perspective, there are only seven games below 2.0 and only two games are below 1.7. So the fact that this is all the way down at a 1.09 really speaks volumes uh, to provide some context, Redfall is the 16th worst game of all time at a 2.86, and Battlefield 2042 is a 3.8 to make it the 37th worst game. So, yeah, 1.09 is pretty bad. It's just <laughs> for Overwatch. Geez. I mean, this is a community as a whole that has come together and said we're very upset at at the developer, at Blizzard, you know? And so it's like... I know people will call it review bombing and it's like, I don't know that I would classify this as review bombing so much as you've ticked off the majority of your player base with your predatory practices, which nobody has really done before and gotten away with it. But because it's blizzard, they think like, Oh, well we can do whatever we want, but it's like people are noticing man. And yeah, I don't know yeah. how long, like, I, like there's a part of me that thinks like blizzards on its last leg, man. I, I don't know that they have any great games in development, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're still making a ton of money, but it like the the name of Blizzard does not carry the same weight or or gamer like inclination that it used to. I mean, it used to be Blizzard comes out with a game, this is going to be one of the best games you've ever played, right? Just hands down, everybody believed it. And now it's like Blizzard's coming out with a game and it's like, oh, well, they're just gonna try to just rob me. Yeah. They they do have that survival game in development that I'm curious to see, but we don't know much about that it at all. It'll be real, real good. <laughs> yeah. It'll have good cinematics. Yeah. Yeah, it'll at least have good cinematics. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, Blizzard has has really fallen far. 
Uh, let's go ahead and take our short break, guys. And we're going to come back and talk about Rockstar that's doing exactly the same thing. So let's <laughs> no! take a short break. <laughs> if you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys. Oh, Next story. Just, Rockstar. Rockstar, dirty. why why do you have to do this to us? All right, guys. It's not the first Red time Dead they've Redemption. done it. That's the problem. It's not the first time they've done it. <laughs> it's a pattern. It's a pattern. All right. Red Dead Redemption 1. One of my all-time favorite games. It's 13 years old. Does not exist on PC, right? For years, people have been begging for a remake or at least a port. At least give it to us on PC. Give us something. Uh, The last couple of months, we kept hearing about these rumors. Something's coming out with Red Dead 1. Uh, Everyone figured it would probably be some kind of remake. Well, guys, later this month, we are getting a port of the game to PS4 and Nintendo Switch. And oh, by the way, it's $50. Wait, you you left PC. You left PC. You, you, did you forget to mention PC, oh, oh, Paul? Did I not say PC? Oh, no, you didn't. This coming to oh, PC, Better luck right? next year. What? <laughs> <laughs> nope, no PC. No, that's the re- guys, re-release. You get... You get guys... Uh, no, wait. I, this is a remake, Paul. Surely they're remastering no. it for the, the, the PS4 because that's, you know, the hardware's getting old, but it's, it's, it's still better than what it came out on, right? Dude, the best part of this is that their official release said that it was coming out on modern consoles. Yeah. It's literally last gen. It's yeah. not even on. It's not even made for PS5. This is literally just a port. You can go look at the screenshots. You can see videos side by side. I mean, uh, what 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 is Rockstar doing? Like their name used to mean a lot. And now we have the horrendous GTA trilogy remaster, which was worse horrible than the original and pricey yeah. and how how is this 50 bucks like oh. look i i wouldn't be mad would we be mad if they said hey we're gonna be honest this is nothing groundbreaking it's just a port but we know there's a lot of people that have switches that can't play so we're gonna port it and it's gonna cost 10 bucks or 20 bucks They'd still make millions off yeah of it. they'd make a lot of money and yeah. i don't think we'd be so mad but like this just seems so it feels like they're spitting in the face of gamers to charge 50 bucks for a 13 year old game with really nothing all that. New. Well, they got well, a ton of pushback for it. Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. I was just going to say, well, like you said, I mean, 20 bucks is like the perfect number. If you're going to just kind of re-release something, I haven't played it in a really long time. Now I can play it on a new device, especially my switch that, you know, can handle that old, the, the old system, <laughs> you know, the old graphics. Cause they're not doing, any, they're not doing anything new. Yeah, maybe, but if I can play that mobile or, you know, any of that stuff, 20 bucks I can handle, but 
the way they do it, it's like almost kind of cloak and dagger. They're trying to sneak it around you. Oh, yeah, yeah, hype you up. And then they just give you this garbage. I'm I'm so sick of these people just trying to bleed every, you know, shilling out of us, you know, every little nook and cranny of our of our money for for them, you know. I just I'm so done with it. It's really tough because this is just a port. This is not a remake. This is not a remaster. This is not any re anything. This is literally the original game that you can play now on your PS4 and your Switch, which is going to look like it's 20 years old. It's just it's just no good. What's funny is they got a ton of pushback about the $50 price tag and they got questioned about it. And the CEO or whoever the head of making themselves sound better came out and said, oh, well, based on our research, this is the market value for this type of game. Yeah. And it just went, I mean, listen, if you're if you're excited about this and you want to spend $50 on it to play it, I'm happy for you. We always love people playing video games that they love. What we are not a fan of is this practice of releasing a game that you have done nothing with, charging a premium price for it, and then somehow acting like you've done something. And it's like, you've done nothing but make a money grab, which is an obvious one. That part deserves some pushback. So it's like one of these things where if you're happy about playing this game and you never got to play it before, we're happy with you. It's just more the trend that we're seeing that we're trying to kind of draw attention to. 2010 when Red Dead 1 came out, is the same year God of War 3 released. Imagine waking up tomorrow and reading, God of War 3 is being ported to Switch, no different than the original game, and it's 50 bucks. Yeah, that's Like, that's, that's exactly the same. Yeah. It's bananas. It's so stupid. It's ridiculous. All right. I'm so mad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I almost forgot. I saw a poll. I don't remember what gaming journalist website it was on, but they had a poll saying, what's the likelihood of you buying this? And the options were day one, I'll most likely buy it. I'll buy it the first time I see the price drop. And and those three added together was 30% of people. So 30% of the people still said, I'll probably buy it at some point. Uh, this is why um, they do it, though. That's why, they, that's why mean, these things keep coming easy, out. It's easy, easy money. I'll tell you what, Paul. The likelihood of me buying is zero. <laughs> the likelihood of me buying this... I'm going to be honest. It's probably 50-50. I, I love Red Dead 1 so much, and it makes me so mad. I still might buy it someday. I'm not buying it for 50. I'm not doing that. But if I see it drop to 20 or less, I, I actually might pick it up as long as people don't say it's somehow worse than the original, like in the GTA trilogy. All right. So we got to move on to a more pleasant story. <laughs> All right. Last story on the docket. Got a few minutes left of the show. Palea is an upcoming MMO that just started in open beta. This is a game that got announced about two years ago. Uh, knowing how Josh and Ryan play games, I know they aren't the biggest fans of casual gaming, so I don't know if this is really up your guys' alley, but this is an online game that is in a high fantasy world inspired by Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing. The game abandons combat altogether. The entire point of this game is to uncover some mysteries about what happened to the human race because humans have disappeared for a very long time. You walk out of a portal as a human so you can kind of figure out what has happened. You forge friendships and romances. You develop your own plot of land. You build and upgrade a house. You engage in gardening, farming, cooking, fishing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, have you guys paid any attention to Palea and do you care whatsoever? We 
we covered this. I think I, I want to say we covered this once or twice on some twigs in the past about. We keep linking it, but I don't think we've actually covered. <laughs> really? It. Oh, I feel like yeah. we did, but maybe not. But Josh yeah, gives I, the X on it. He's like, no combat. <laughs> I'm out. I, I mean, I'll be honest. This is I've seen the trailers. This is being hailed as an MMO. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're actually. I'm pretty sure they're calling it an MMO instead they of like are, an yes. online experience kind of thing. But no, it's an MMO. Yeah. And so I remember seeing the video and thinking, okay, this looks kind of neat. Like it's definitely a pretty game and I could see wanting to build houses with your friends and stuff like that. And then they went with no combat and I went, I'm out. Because yeah. <laughs> I just, what are you going to do in an MMO? It, and then, I, so I was actually reading an article on this because I wanted to do the, should I try the open beta and put some time into it and see what's going on. And then I saw somebody say that this is basically multiplayer animal crossing. And I just went, I know that there's going to be people out there that love this game, but this game is just not for me. I I, I would have guessed that for sure. I would say that it plays probably closest to Valheim. If Valheim had no combat, but it's an online MMO. So it's almost like imagine there's a very cozy downtown area. And this is where you go to talk to NPCs, to learn recipes, to get quests, all that kind of stuff. But then there's one part of the map that when you walk through, it warps you to your plot of land. So everyone who plays can warp to their own area. So you don't actually just like walk in the open world to everyone's own home. But then once you're there, yeah, you're like, you're, you're cleaning up your plot of land like Stardew Valley. You're chopping trees. You're chopping out stone with pickaxes. You're building your house. You're gathering materials. It's a lot of exploration and building. And I think there's a big community for that. I think if you're the kind of gamer that's into some kind of mix of The Sims, Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, this game will really speak to you because it's much more complex than any of those games. Like this plays a lot like Valheim, but it looks kind of like Fortnite slash world of Warcraft. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like that's my impression. I played the beta for about three hours. It's very cozy. It's like, you know what? I just want to live in an idealistic town and just enjoy a calm, quiet life for a while. And I think that's what this game has to offer. Now, did you like it? That's my question because, I, again, you know, Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, those are some beloved games, man. And, and I, you know, yeah. they're, maybe they're not for me. Maybe they're, you know, not for Ryan. But that doesn't mean that these games aren't very well received and highly regarded. So, like, you like Animal Crossing. You like Stardew Valley. Did, sure. Did you like it? Does it seem like there's promise there? Is it still kind of too early to tell because it's just in beta? I think it has a lot of promise for gamers like me, certainly not you, but it was weirdly like a roller coaster ride where I had some ups and downs. So right off the bat, they make you like agree to be positive in the gaming world. They're like, you're, you agree to be polite and friendly to other people. Like they're really trying to forge that kind of community, (laughs) right? (laughs) Neither of you would survive. Um, so right off the bat, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. I get it. They want it to be like a cozy environment. Cozy is the word that's I'm going to keep using. Cause that's yeah. what it reminds me of. And I'm like, okay, I, I dig that. And then you spend about 20 minutes chopping trees. And I was like, okay, so they're just trying to make Stardew Valley like a thousand hour game. 
And then I was starting to think like, oh, dude, this is crazy boring. But then it kind of swung back around because now I'm actually building my house and I've increased my stats in a lot of areas. And now I'm doing the farming and the gardening and all that stuff's pretty fun. So then it was kind of like back up on top. But then like during the night hours, which does last a long time, like like in Rust, what does everyone hate? Yeah, nighttime. Right. So like all the NPCs go to sleep and you have to like wait until the next day. And then I'm like, okay, this game kind of sucks again. I think it has a lot of cool stuff in there. I did enjoy it on the whole, um, but obviously you have to be into casual gaming's gaming with no combat. Yeah. Let me add one other question. I know we're running out of time, but I, as somebody like me needs risk reward, right? Like, you, like how do you have reward if there's no risk? And Valheim, part of that is, is that you can die in combat. So where is there any risk system at all? Oh, no, not at all. If you stop watering, they even teach you when you're doing gardening. They're like, okay, so first you have to select a plot of ground, place it. Now you use your hoe exactly like Stardew Valley, except it's more, it's not isometric or bird's eye. It's more like, like a behind the shoulder kind of look. And then they teach you, here's how you fill your watering can. And after a few days, your crops will grow. By the way, if you stop watering, don't worry. Your plants won't die. They'll just be on pause until you start watering them again. <laughs> and there's not even risk in where you place it because the game will at any time let you bring up the overworld map. And you can click and drag anything you've built anywhere else, including your planted crops. So there is zero risk in this game uh, see, in any way, shape, I, or form. I'm, I'm glad people enjoy these, but not me. <laughs> I will yeah. say that's that's the, not the way that I use my hoe. But anyways, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, this I you know I I got a house, I got a pool, I got I got plants, I got all these things I have to take care of. I can't murk anyone on my property. In games, I can. So why would I want to do all these chores in a video game that I can just do in my own house and you know make my wife happy and that things are getting done and then uh, you know and then instead of you know doing them on a game yeah not not for me especially if there's no combat there's no there's no like paul or josh said no risk reward type thing so yeah nope yeah (laughs) i i I get it i think it gives you a sense of accomplishment and a sense of success so i think if if real if if the stresses of real life get to you and you can just fire up Palea, and in 30 minutes you can build a gorgeous house and do all these upgrades. It kind of gives you like a vicarious sense of I was very successful today. And obviously, in a way, that sounds kind of stupid and silly, but it's like that with movies, yeah. right? Like you watch a romantic comedy, you kind of feel the butterflies and re-experience falling in love. That's really all it comes down to. Um, it it's it it I would say it probably feels more like an interactive movie kind of game because there's no risk or reward, but I still can understand why people would be into it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up this week in gaming. Please make sure to check out our Patreon support options over at multiplayersquad.com. Starts at just five bucks a month. You can get all of our episodes ad free and a day early. It also helps support our show and keeps our lights on. We also have new episodes on Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, and we're going to start releasing some Flashback Friday episodes, so make sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss anything. And uh, we just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening to this episode. And until next time, happy gaming. See ya! All right. See you, everybody. <laughs>